Good Wednesday to you. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is the Word to Stand Up for Life. Now, normally, this would just be a regular Wednesday program, but today it is a special date day edition because we will not be broadcasting live Thursday, Christmas Eve, or Friday, Christmas Day. So I figured a whole week without Paula was too much. So we invited Paula back to the program. We'd love to have your live questions and phone calls. Dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, at 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. Remember, if you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is use the free KSLR mobile app and hit the Call Now banner at the top of the screen. Everything else will be hands-free, and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Happy you're here. Normally on Thursday, we've been hanging out all day together, but we haven't been hanging out all day together. No, no, no. Just a little bit this morning, and then you you came to work, and I was... I was supposed to go back home and, and exercise, and I already had told myself it's just going to be a stretching day because I've been working out pretty hard the last two days, and I'm pretty sore. But um, today I just uh, got a couple of bags of, of things ready to give to a friend of mine so she can give to friends of hers. So that's what I've been doing. And then, and then you were, you know, I thought, oh, man, I'm on the radio today. What am I going to talk about? And so... Um, it was kind of like the Lord led me to Psalm 23. Oh. And, I, you know, I read from NLT. I know NIV is, is better, but I don't have that in the 84. So anyway, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. And the reason I uh, was kind of excited about that, because you always say, you know, it's Jesus' birthday, and we get the gifts. We get the gifts. And we get the gifts, yes. And so um, I did wonder... That, did you read that? Did it say, I have everything I need, or... Mm -hmm. oh. It says, I have all that I need. All that I need. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. And so, you know, it's the Lord is my shepherd, and in John 10, the, the great shepherd... Well, I'm going to start in John 10, and I'm going to read 10 through 14. Okay, Verse 10 says, it starts out negative. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. And it might as well say, but dun da da da. <laughs> My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. 
again, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. So I like that, the good shepherd. And, you know, if we're following our good shepherd, he's going to take care of us. As, as it says, um, he lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing, bringing honor to his name. And then, you know, your rod and your staff, they protect and comfort me. I mean, he's just all over my life, you know, all over our lives as believers, if we will just acknowledge him. You look very pretty today. Okay, I'm thank you. I'm, I'm <laughs> watching you read the passage. You're just lighting up. That's cool. It's the Holy Spirit living <laughs> in me. He's shining <laughs> me, and he's making me shiny. That's what it is. <laughs> and I appreciate him so much. So, you know, because I got dressed today at home, and you weren't there. To say, does this go together? Was <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Style King? Does this does this all go? So it works. Thank you, praise <laughs> the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know He's leading my cup overflows with blessings. So anyway, before we get going with that, because I have some other scriptures I want us to look at, I do have a question, Pastor Ron, that I don't want to forget to ask you. And uh, um, the the question is. What do you think about when people invite you to join their prayer line, their community prayer line, um, and then they say some, some of them say stuff like this, God put this on my heart for you to do this or to do that. And, and also on this so-called prayer line, um, the person is aware that not everybody on this prayer community line are even believers. So I was asked to ask you. So go ahead. You know, I had a, uh, a, a question earlier this week and another one last week. I don't know why we're getting this all of a sudden about, about people that are speaking for God, uh, prophets or declare themselves to be prophets. And, and obviously, Paul, you know my heart to, uh, on this. It's... It is so very, very dangerous um, when people allow uh, undue influence in their lives. You know, there are people that are around that we know that love the Lord, people we know we can trust, people that, that have our, our best interests at heart. But to imagine that strangers or somebody on a, on a phone line or an internet connection or something like that uh, would have your best interests is naive, and I think it's really, really dangerous one of those things where uh, the discerning Christian would simply, I think, dismiss themselves uh, from that and um, um, just trust that the Spirit of God is going to speak to them and, and direct them. But anytime, and I want to emphasize this, anytime when somebody comes and says, God put something on my heart for you to do, um, um, run, just run away because that's just not the way God works. That's not the way the Holy Spirit works. There's always manipulators and people trying to maneuver their way into positions of influence in your life, and it's just never a good thing. So that's yes. I also <laughs> I added in Pastor Ron usually says this: God doesn't need you to tell me; He's got my number, you know. And then and then to follow that up, though, the only time that um, somebody may have a word would be when the Lord's been trying to tell you to do something already, 
and you've been kind of either ignoring it or procrastinating about it, um, but but pretty much the Lord has your number. Yeah, and, and that would deal with sin, mm-hmm. a sin issues. God's knocking on the door of your heart, and, and, and you're just hardening your heart and resisting him. And then it's likely that God would send somebody to, to with a word of knowledge, mm-hmm. a word of wisdom, yeah. and tell you, boy, you know, I, I hate even having to say this to you, but, mm-hmm. boy, God's got this so heavy on my heart, and instantly you'd be convicted, and yeah. instantly you'd know mm-hmm. that it was the same thing that God was dealing with you. And, you know, Paula, many, many years ago now in Bible college, uh, I had an experience that, that devastated me um, like this. There was I was a dorm steward, because I'm an old guy. Mm-hmm. When they were all kids. You were young w- then. Yeah, but still, I was like their dad. You know, <laughs> they'd go to Bible college and say, ah, I don't want my dad to be here kind of thing. But um, 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 this this guy came to me, and he was asking for help, and he had tears in his eyes. I said, what's the matter? And this was a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. Loved God and wanted to serve God, and, and sort of not even a good way. Mm-hmm. I said, what's the matter? He goes, well, what would you do if God wanted you to give your truck to somebody and I said what do, what do you mean he said well there's a, a guy here at the Bible college and he came to me and he said that God wanted me to give him my truck and I want to obey God but I didn't want to do it so now I feel really guilty and this, this kid was just broken mm-hmm. and I made it a point to go to that other guy who, mm-hmm. who told him he said you better stay and he said well no God told me I said well if you don't stop this, I'm going to get somebody with authority here at the Bible College. Mm-hmm. And, and they end up having to kick the guy out because he just wouldn't stop. Mm-hmm. But anytime somebody comes to you and has a word from God, it's not a healthy place to be at all. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. You said that uh, it seems like more and more of these same kind of questions are coming up, you know, with people being out of church just like we started today the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and to destroy people are sitting ducks you know they have way too much time on their hands they're on all these websites and Mm -hmm. and they're getting um confused and derailed Mm -hmm. off of what is true um just too much time apart from the body we can't see so many of them um and see you can see when people are going down the wrong way because their countenance changes. Um, the questions they ask are like, and And, and even how they respond just to, to normal greetings. And mm-hmm. you, you just see that they're suddenly, but if, you, if they're not here, you can't see them. Yeah, you can't, you can't say, hey, what's going on? Yeah, the, the devil's called the prince of the air for a reason. The and internet is the air out there. Oh, my goodness. And, and yes. it's just, I'm, I'm never going to win this battle, but I beg the people here at Calvary Chapel to spend more time in their Bibles than they do on their phones yeah. or texting or on the internet or or anything else uh, because if, they, if they're not in the Word, they're not sufficiently grounded to protect themselves against these false prophets and liars mm-hmm. that are out there who, who want to do them harm. Yeah. And, and, you know, they're talking about it being a prayer line. Doesn't that sound innocent enough? And yet... Yeah. You know, you don't know who you're praying with, what they believe, you know. Are they hyper-Pentecostal? Are they Jehovah's Witnesses? Are they Mormons? Whatever. Everybody everybody prays. You know, we all want stuff from from God, the God, whatever, whoever he happens to be for you. And then, you know, I mean, even before you were saved, you were praying. 
God, let me win the lottery. Let me win this race. Give yeah. me a different woman, you know. what? Just crazy stuff. We uh, Everybody knows that there's someone out there. You know, Paula, when we're isolated and when we're lonely, uh, any voice, it's like, like the old fable, any port in a storm for, for a ship that's being blown apart in the, in the water. Um, um, a, a voice is comforting that uses the right buzzwords. And, and um, you know, most of the time there's sheep and wolves, or wolves in sheep's clothing. And they, they, they intend harm for you. Yeah. And their motives are selfish and manipulative. And, uh, boy, just people need to be way more discerning and, uh, I think, more judicious with their time. Okay, so back to it's Jesus' birthday, and he gives. That's right. It's Merry Christmas. We get to say Merry Christmas today because we won't be live the next two days. That's right. That's right. So thank you for inviting me over here because last week I think I said goodbye, and I didn't say Merry Christmas to the people, and I was like, oh, no. Christmas will be here and gone before I come back. And so that was sweet of you to invite me over here. So anyway. Uh, so it's Jesus' birthday, but he gives us the gift. So in John 14, 27, and remember, I'm doing NLT. I know either you with your NIV or King James Version will, will bring it to the real, <laughs> what we remember. But in um, the NLT, it says, I am leaving you with a gift. Remember, it's gift and giving today. Jesus is giving the gift. So I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the gift I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Yeah. I don't like that version. I know. Which, which you, you, <laughs> my peace I give no, to you. No. Yes, sir. Yeah. Which, peace I leave with you. Yes. My peace. And you know I always include this word. Personal. personal. My personal peace. Mm -hmm. This is Jesus' peace. Uh -huh. And it, it's, it's gift wrapped. It's presented. It's there. We unwrap it. And we can have peace even in the kind of times that we live in right now. Yeah. So when he says, my peace, it's personal. My personal peace I give you. Mm -hmm. And then he says, I do not give to you as the world does. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. And that's advice that we typically don't take because we haven't accepted his personal peace. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, Jesus. And that's the coolest thing with, with Jesus. You promised it, Lord. I'm not feeling the peace right now. And so... I know I'm in the wrong, so let me just sit and be still. Yeah, what you said just there is so important. This is a promise that we can, you know, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. We all like those things, and we like the way they kind of sound, mm -hmm. but those aren't our promises. That's right. This, Paula, the, the verse you brought up is a promise that every one of us can possess, and all we have to do is take him at his word. But we have to be still and not running around, not listening to all the other voices, you know, and just, Lord, you said it. And so if I'm not feeling it, I, I need to just be still and let you take over right now. So um, in Matthew 7, 11, here's another one for you. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? Of course, he has to be your heavenly father first. You can't just go to somebody else's house and, and say, you know, hey, I see you got a lot of gifts under your tree. I should get one. 
And he said, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. You live down the street. <laughs> <laughs> These gifts are for my kids. And so he has to be your heavenly father first um, so to give you good gifts, but he says to any who ask. So if you are not saved, he wants you to be saved. And what a great Christmas gift you'd be getting. Mm. And see, the only qualification is asking. Is asking, that's it. That's all you got to do. These are the kind of promises that we need to be able to appropriate in our lives every day, um, uh, lest the world literally overwhelm us with everything that's going on. Yeah. And when, when, you know, we're talking about the good gifts are not new house, new car, new boyfriend, new husband, new whatever, a different whatever. No, no, no. It's that peace that we're talking about. And you know, it's where our world has been this year in particular, the peace has just been disturbed so often. Um, and a lot of it's our own fault because we're listening, we're listening to be scared. Just like, you know, being at a, a, a what am I trying to say, a, an amusement park. You know, last night we were out there and we were looking at some of the roller coaster rides. It's one thing to look at it and say, ooh, that looks scary. It's another thing to get in line and say, I'm going to go on that thing that looks scary. Then get on the thing, and once they strap you in, there's no turning back. It's going to be scary. And so a lot of our fears are self-induced. And so if we didn't get in line, first you paid the money. <laughs> um, we, don't, we, we don't have to be fearful. You know, Paul, go back to verse 9 in, in the NLT and read what it says, because the, the context setting here is very important in Matthew 7. Oh, oh let me get to it, because I have, okay. I, I, I was trying to be real organized today, Pastor Ron. Oh. I typed this stuff out, oh. so I wouldn't be <laughs> <laughs> falling all over. But verse 11 in 7 says, no, verse nine. I mean 9, verse 9 says, You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, this is 10, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? See, the, the context, this is, this is and, and then he follows with, if you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts, how much more will your father? And, and the picture that I have is, is in my mind, is, is the father sitting there with Jesus at his right hand, saying, are they going to ask? Are they going to ask? Mm -hmm. Are they going to? Jesus li lives to intercede for us, mm -hmm. and so it's like it's like the Father who knows everything. So this is a human perspective, but mm -hmm. but it's like the Father. Saying, Are they asking? Mm -hmm. Are they asking? Mm -hmm. And we don't ask. Yeah. Instead, we Google something, or we we hit a link that somebody sent to us, or we get involved in a in a so-called prayer group yeah. on the internet, and and it it just it's it's practice religious stuff. Instead of going to the Father mm -hmm. on our own and asking for something, Father, Jesus promised his personal peace. Yeah. And right now I have no peace. Yeah. So I'm asking that you would overwhelm me with the peace of God. Yeah. And, and if we would do that, rather than communicate with people we don't know uh, it, it's it's a trend that isn't going to reverse, Paula, and it is so harmful, so harmful 
for the body of Christ, and yet we keep um, with these self-inflicted wounds. Mm-hmm. Let me give a phone number. We've been talking. I haven't given anybody a chance. We had a, a call dropped. Hyman, if you would like to call back, the line is open. 340-9585 for your live calls and questions, or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Paula, we're under five minutes for this half. Mm. In Romans 8.32, remember we're talking about giving and then gifts. So Romans 8.32 says, Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? And the verse, the verse before that says, If God is for us, mm-hmm. who can be against us? Yeah. So if you tie those together, I mean, those are gifts that wouldn't be any more real if he walked in the office and just handed them to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are wonderful gifts. I love Jesus. It, He's it, the one who said it's better to give than to receive. You know so, what? <laughs> it's, a, it's a true thing. Yeah, he puts and it into practice. He did it first, yeah. Mm-hmm. He gave, even while we were sinners, he, he loved us unreal. Um, Romans 10, 11, 13. Sometimes when there's that long break when I'm at home, I'm going, it's radio. (laughs) (laughs) And here I'm doing it too. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And, you know, we're talking about that prayer line and, and not even... Everybody on there is a Christian. Well, not everybody listening to this radio program is either. And so um, if you guys will just call on the name of the Lord, he already gave his one and only son that you would be saved. He's going to say yes. So the Lord who gives generously, I love that word generously because in another uh, scripture it says, Lavish. That's yeah. I love. I was that just looking that up. Uh-huh. What verse were you talking about? Uh, I said I was in. I'm in Romans 10. Yeah, but 11, I think she said verse 13. Okay, through mm-hmm. 13. Mm-hmm. The, they have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on Him. There have been so many times when uh, it's like, Lord, I feel like I'm getting ready to blow it. You know, I'm I'm a little distraught. I'm a lot angry. But I know it would be sin to act out in that. But my flesh is flaring. And so, Lord, I know that you are more powerful than I am. And so, Lord, I am asking you to let me die and you live in me. Because (laughs) people need to see and hear from you. And, man, does the Lord ever come through. Because he wants to, like you said, I, I, I'm shining today. You know, he wants us to shine and shine for him. So. When, when we, we um, think about these promises um, and, and our struggles, uh, I mean, these are the things that we really want in our, our inner being. And yet we strive so hard to get them. And over and over, what you've been repeating is that 
all we have to do is ask. These are these are gifts that are already wrapped in under the tree, mm -hmm. and all we have to do is just reach out our hand and, and receive them, yeah. and then don't argue with God. Take those thoughts captive. Mm -hmm. You know, when the enemy pushes those buttons, take those thoughts captive. Make them obedient to Christ. When you feel you said like you're about to blow it or mm -hmm. blow up one of the two, it's just, well, well, wait a minute, i got to crucify myself daily. Yeah. Die daily. Die momentarily. Well, yeah, every moment. Um, so, um, um, Lord, I'm, I'm simply not going to let this overwhelm me. Uh, I choose your gifts. Yeah. And that's, of course, Jesus Love, said, joy, peace, God patience. gives good gifts. Mm -hmm. We've got 30 minutes left in a revised Wednesday edition of the Date Day Show, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. This is the Word to Stand Up for Life. We'd love your calls. We'll be back in two minutes. Welcome back to the program, 340-9585. Uh, Paula... For all practical purposes, we got 30 minutes left before Christmas Eve and Christmas. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited. I'm excited for our Christmas Eve services tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Me too, because I, I only know by accident, sort of, because you asked when I was there. But I don't know the other either couple or single who's going to be sharing, because you mm. like to surprise me, and I like to be surprised. So, so. Our, our, everybody's surprised, but me and the speakers. Uh -huh. uh, every... Um, Christmas Eve, we, we do something really different here at Calvary Chapel. Rather than um, just a traditional candlelight ceremony or something, um, I want, I want to, uh, the Lord is leading, but he wants uh, people who've received some of these gifts that we've been talking about today mm -hmm. and, um, and uh, share what's going on in their lives. You know, our, our Christmas Eve service is one hour sharp. And um, it's in, it's out. We want it four tomorrow and one at 5.30. And then people go home and have Christmas at home with their families mm -hmm. the way they should. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's a good thing. Um, so w we have three people that God has chosen every year. Uh, this year, the kind of theme I had, Paula, was, the theme I had in mind and heart was, um, you know, this has been a really tough year. I don't think anybody would say, it, oh, this is my favorite year. I had a couple say, this has been my best year ever. But the reason was it drew them closer to Jesus yeah. than ever before. So in that way, I understand it, but that was very rare. <laughs> yeah, and, and that, that's an example of, of God working all things together for our good. But, um, you know, what, what I want to do, you know, I know what's going on in people's lives. I know the trials and the things they've been going through. Mm -hmm. And the three people that were chosen... Uh, by the Lord for tomorrow are uh, people who've thrived in the middle of not just pandemic stress, mm -hmm. but but additional and significant stress in their own lives mm -hmm. uh, based on all kinds of different different things. Um, and so um, tomorrow they'll share their heart. Each of them get 10 minutes. Um, and it's a really, really good thing. So that's tomorrow. We have two services at 4 and 5.30. One other thing that I wanted to, to mention, and I just thought of it, mm. um, it. Johnny Erickson Tata, uh, we were all asked, uh, Calvary Chapel pastor, she's connected with Calvary. Um, not so much doctrine, just she's spoken a lot of Calvaries. Um, she has come down with COVID, and of course she is, it's a really dangerous mm. situation for her as a, as a quadriplegic. Uh, and so she asked for prayer. So she is 
uh, in the, the groups that she works with, um, she is asking for prayer. So, uh, one and of baby, didn't she also have cancer? Uh, breast cancer, yes. Breast cancer, yes. Yeah, and, and had a reoccurrence of it not too long ago uh -huh. last year sometime. But uh, she's doing pretty good, looks pretty good. But then this came up. So uh, we want to keep her in our prayers as well. And uh, Teresa, thank you for your, your message. She, um, she wanted to thank you, Paula, and me for what we do and, and the way we help people. So thank you for being so mm. kind to us, Teresa. You are mm. a, an example of another one of Jesus' gifts. Mm. Okay, Paula, what's up? That's me. Thank you very much. Um, okay, so here's another here's another gift. Uh, there's a difference. This is Romans five, but there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and His gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin for Adam's sin led to condemnation but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God even though we are guilty of many sins man you know you think uh -huh, baby Jesus baby Jesus grows up to be the God who says I'm going to make you right you and I are going to be exactly the same and my father was your father, and, and he'll love you the way he loves me. That's exactly Praising right. God. That just blows my mind. Paul, let's take a phone call. We got a long distance phone call from Long Island. Ray on line one. Ray, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Well, that was a little bit uh, <laughs> devious. Merry Christmas to you guys. I'm, I'm not Merry in Christmas. Long Island. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, was, that's what I, it I says on. I was asked, where are you from? And I said, well, I was born in Long Island. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's I see. how it got going so, so awry. But at okay. any, any rate, uh, the last thing I heard uh, before I got picked up on was uh, Paul saying about baby Jesus, and that kind of tied into what I was thinking of the other day, and I didn't call in, but... Um, Let's take, uh, and I know you don't like these what-if kind of deals, but uh, going to the time of the rapture, say a woman is pregnant, you know, the wife is pregnant, and they're raptured, and uh, uh, what's, the, what's the glorified body of the baby, um, the fetus? <laughs> And, and, you know, does it turn into fully grown six-foot basketball player like you will? Or, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and, Ray, you know, if, if it's a, a man or a woman, but uh, what's, what is that perfection, you know? And I'll, and I'll hang up if, if that's clear enough. Sure it is. Thank you, Ray. Appreciate it very, very much. And Merry Christmas to you as well. You know, Paula, that would be the easiest childbirth, the easiest delivery yeah. ever yeah. in the Zoom. history of the world. <laughs> because when, when you know, obviously life begins at conception. Mm -hmm. David says, you, you knew me in my mother's womb. You yeah. knit me together from, from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And um, um, that baby would, would then be a, in his or her own glorified physical resurrected body. 
And Ray, the one thing that we don't know is what perfection is. I would hate to think. I think perfection is no labor pains. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) But I would would hate to think that if the rapture happened today, Uh that I'd be 69 years old. So whatever perfection is, 25, 35, 45, whatever perfection is, um, that's what we'll be. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I keep waiting. <laughs> That'd be a great gift. For you know, I tell you what, though, 69 in perfection, y- you would have no pains. You know, be no reason to say, ooh, I got to have me an aspirin because I got a headache. <laughs> you know, there would be, there's not going to be any <coughs> sadness. Yeah. And so 69 probably yeah. going to look all right. What's my, what's my favorite? I, not my favorite, not but your I like favorite, it. But your my most favorite and most used. used. Yeah. Ouch. Ouch. That, that, that goes away. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, in the Bible study tonight, we're, we're actually going to be in, in Genesis chapter 29 tonight in our midweek Bible study, which we're having tonight, by the way. Um, um, Jacob is about 77 years old in this process, and, and he's still getting along pretty good. So. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know, whatever whatever yeah. perfection is. Abraham and Sarah were doing all right, having kids at <laughs> 90 and 100. Yeah. So, yeah, 69 is not all that bad. So what, what, whatever, whatever's perfect, that's <laughs> what it'll be, Ray. But, but, but those babies in the womb will be given their own physical glorified resurrected bodies, and I'm sure it won't be an infant body that doesn't know anything and needs help mm-hmm. because we'll all be completely independent Yes. As we are completely dependent upon Jesus. Yes. Now that would be a cool Christmas gift. The rapture. I mean, he's already given us everything except that. So that would just be the icing on the cake, wouldn't it? You know, Paula, once I was asked by a pregnant woman, you keep saying for the rapture, but I want to hold my baby. And my response to her, do you think (laughs) that your relationship with your baby would be worse in heaven than it is here on earth? So we have to think from an eternal perspective, mm-hmm. a heavenly perspective. Yes, sir. I think sometimes we have a hard time doing that. Yes, sir. You know, in fact, I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, with all this, 2021 hasn't been the worst thing for everybody because, um, like I was telling you this morning, oh, man, I forgot to pray for the, for the pregnant girls in our church and those who will be celebrating their very first Christmas with that baby that they've been praying for and they, they finally have to hold at Christmas time. Unfortunately, we don't get to have our Christmas play and stuff like so you know, so neither one of their babies got to be baby Jesus this year. <laughs> <laughs> but they they have their their child, their children. We had a lot of babies this year at our women's retreat in March. I have a picture of eight of them, you know, Belly to back, belly to back, belly to back. And uh, um, I think two other girls who were pregnant at the time didn't make it to the retreat. So those, all those babies have been born. And so this is all of their first Christmas. I have a feeling that next year the, the baby population is going to be even bigger. Oh, my goodness, With yes. all this quarantine time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do, too. Um, okay, so back to giving and gifts. In, did I did I read this one already? Oh yes. Uh, so Romans eleven twenty nine. For any of those who think they've messed up so bad, if you're truly saved, you're you're still saved, but you just need to reconnect. So in Romans eleven twenty nine, it says, "For God's gifts and His call 
can never be withdrawn. What's, what's the NIV say? I like it better. For God's gifts in his call are irrevocable. Irrevocable, yes. He won't say, oh, you messed up so bad, I can never use you again. Now, I know Pastor Ron talks about if a, a pastor were to fall into sin, um, that he's probably not going to be a pastor again. Well, d- depending on the sin, certainly sure, if it's adultery or something like that, that would disqualify um, any pastor from being from being a pastor. Unfortunately, um, many pastors in their flesh ignore that, but um, but that doesn't mean his gifts are being called back. There's still lots of wonderful ways that God can use a man who's failed morally mm-hmm. um, uh, in the church once he's repentant and has been restored. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just on a different scale. Mm-hmm. And the pastor that needs a public spotlight has probably got other issues, <laughs> and that might have been part of what caused him to fall in the first mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. Okay, another gift. Ephesians 2.8. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. And it seems like that it is the faith it took to believe God that he would save you. Yeah, in, in the Greek it makes it really clear um, that the, it, it, the, the, the better translation is for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and that mm-hmm. And it refers directly to uh, the faith. Uh, that is not, not of yourself. yourself. Mm-hmm. It is a gift of God. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, God even gives us the, the, the faith to believe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're so you're one of those cranial kind of people. And so you you needed to be, I guess, convinced. And you needed to be convinced back then. We didn't. Even, did you even know you were going to be a pastor when you were going to the uh Claremont School of Theology? No, you not, didn't know that. Not at the beginning. I mean, I, I, w- I went there for a year and a half. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, not, at but not at the beginning, yeah. Okay, that's right. And so you needed to know so that when people asked you these questions, you could answer, you know, with scripture and, and great intelligence. But for me, not that I don't get to answer with great intelligence and scripture, but I didn't need to be convinced. It was just one of those things that gift from God to just wow I believe that I believe this you know I believe Jesus came from heaven he was sinless walked the earth showed people how to live gave his life so that I could I could go to heaven wow they killed him, and he didn't stay dead. And I just believed it. Um, of course, you know, somebody might say, well, you're just dull. You believe anything. No, I don't believe anything, but I do believe this. And so, um, but it was a gift from God. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I always have been envious of that kind of faith. Mm. You know, I, I needed answers. I had questions. Um, part of it, I just, I could never, I just couldn't understand why anybody would forgive me, how anybody could love me, mm-hmm. and so I really needed to dig in, and and you didn't, and that's probably why God calls you precious, <laughs> you know, instead of calling you Paula. <laughs> um, but um, um, I, I admire that kind of faith, mm-hmm. yeah. and there's, I, I think that's 
um, a level of faith that we all need to aspire to. Well, it, it, it was only in that. <laughs> and then I do believe that when I call on him, he is right there. Um, and that, that peace of mind, because, you know, fear comes and, and, and doubt comes because the enemy's constantly. But I do believe that if I call on him, he will settle me down where he says, be still and know that I'm God. My issue is choosing to be still so that I will know that he is truly God. You know, the one last thing. On our refrigerator, I have this magnet given to me by a really good friend. And it says, our life is a gift from God. And here's our Christmas gift that could be good or bad. What we do with that life is our gift to God. So what kind of gift am I going to give the Lord? Well, he has me. So I, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, and he says, if you love me, you will obey me. So for believers, our gift to God is like what Ron was saying, is obedience to the Lord. Um, but as an unbeliever, your gift would be the gift of yourself to be born again, first off. Um, and so that's what I invite you to do. And so if there's anyone out there who is not a believer, if you will just repeat after me this prayer and then let somebody know, you know, the number is 210-340-9585. You know that was from the Lord because I hardly ever say that. Um, if you want to be saved and give Jesus the best gift ever, and it's you. He just wants you. He doesn't want your stuff. He wants you. And so just pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I know I'm a sinner. You came, you died to save a sinner like me. And so, Lord, because of that, I offer my life to you. I need a lot of help because I do not know how to live the Christian life. Lord, I know what's right sometimes, but I don't always know what's wrong. And so, Lord, increase my awareness of your presence in my life. I, I submit myself to you right now, Lord. Have your way in me. In Jesus' name, amen. And that means you're born again. If you if you prayed that prayer, if you are lacking peace, it's now available to you. If you're terrified, all the junk that's going on, there's freedom from fear. Uh, not that you won't be afraid, but you'll be free from the control of fear. And it's as simple as we go back to the first thing Paul has said. All you have to do is ask. Just ask, and it will be given to you. So um, that's a great prayer. Paul, we've got Jimmy on line one. Let's go to line, uh, Jimmy from San Antonio. Jimmy, thanks for holding. You're on the air. Oh, I just want to tell y'all uh, thank you for everything, and uh, Merry Christmas to both y'all. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy. God bless. Give Martha a hug for us. Okay, I will. Thank you. <laughs> You're thanks, welcome. Jimmy. Merry what, Christmas. What's next? Well, I don't know. I figure once people get saved, my work is done. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go eat something. Um, but no, if if you guys 
are lonely, anybody who's lonely, um, don't, don't be alone. You know, this is a time of year when a lot of people fall into depression and all those kind of things. And it, it, some people are, are sick and they've lost loved one um, and they are alone, but you don't need to be lonely. Pastor Ron's already invited you to join us. Tonight is probably one of the least attended because people with big families are out <laughs> shopping and, you know. They're busy. They're busy. And so if you don't have family or friends, the best place you could be is in church. And so we invite you. It starts at 7, 2935 Pat Booker Road, Universal City, Texas. Um, and then also tomorrow night, 4 and 530, if you if you are wanting to, we'll make a spot for you. You can even have my seat. So, you know, I don't have a reserved seat, but I'll reserve it for you. <laughs> I get to sit by Pastor Ron on this night, so it's it's special. It's blessed. But but don't be alone. Don't be alone. Um You you know, Paula, there are, there are so many people that struggle this time of year under ideal conditions mm-hmm. when there is no epidemic and when they're there aren't all these other stresses in our life. Yeah. Uh, it's just uh, they are alone, and thus they're lonely. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's great comfort in the house of God. It doesn't, we're not talking about Calvary Chapel. We're talking about in God's house. Yeah. There's uh, people who've been through what you're going through. There are people who uh, have, have gone from deep despair to, to uh, a, an unspeakable joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important that you fight the fight a little bit. Yeah. You don't just kind of give in, let the devil use you as a punching bag. I used to use as an illustration those clowns that we used to punch as little kids, mm-hmm. and you punch them, they keep coming back, and mm-hmm. you just keep punching them. Uh, we don't want to be those kinds of of uh, punching bags for the devil. Mm-hmm. So we got to fight back. I think this is a time as we get ready to shed uh, twenty twenty. Um, maybe not from our memories, but certainly from shake the dust off of our <laughs> feet kind of thing. Um, I, I think we, we've got to resolve to be tougher, mm-hmm. not to be so influenced by circumstances or people. Um, we, we need, I'll say this again, we need to turn off our computers, uh, set down our phones, and spend some time in the Word and spend some time with Jesus. Um, and and let him have his way in our heart. He has a plan. Ephesians two ten. You talked about Ephesians two eight, mm-hmm. but Ephesians chapter two verse ten says that God created a plan for each and every one of us before the foundations of the earth had been laid. Mm-hmm. And that plan, because we are God's special masterpiece, that plan was tailored specifically for us. Yeah. And uh, if we're not trying to figure out what that plan is and how to get right in the middle of it, mm-hmm. then we're going to be miserable. And I think sometimes that design is from the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. We've been, if you're a Christian, you've been made right with God. So grasp onto that. And and if you've been taught that if you're a Christian, nothing bad will happen to you, you've been misled. And so, um, as Pastor Ron said, right where you are in the circumstance you happen to be in. And I know quite a few people are home now with COVID in quarantine. You know, maybe you're stuck in your room by yourself. 
or maybe you're so sick you can't get out of bed, and yet there's still a plan in place for you. You can pray for others. Um, you can call others and encourage them. And while you're getting your focus a little bit off of yourself, this this always works for me. Um, I get encouraged by others because um, in Philemon, Pastor Ron's one of his favorite, I shouldn't say his favorite, but Philemon 6, where it says, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will know every good thing you have in Christ. And so while the enemy's trying to beat you down and cause you to be depressed and you're not being able to do the things you used to do, you're not the same person that you used to be, you're the one that Jesus fashioned and formed, as Ron was saying earlier, in your mother's womb for his good purpose. And right where you happen to be right now, you can be used for his good purpose. It's just kind of one of those not just see his hand reached out to you and take it. He wants to encourage you. He's the greatest encourager. How beautiful you are, my darling. There is no flaw in you. I have a plan. I want to use you. I'm not done with you. As long as there's life, there is a plan. So don't be caught off guard. Yes. Um, I, I just want to just a shout out for some of you, Alicia and Pamela and Clint and Annie and David. Uh, we're praying for you. Um, get well and may the Lord bless you and keep you. A reminder, we're going to be rebroadcasting tomorrow and Friday because of Christmas Eve and Christmas. We'll be back live on Monday. Our Sunday services will be uh, as usual this Sunday. And we want to wish you, Paul and I, a Merry Christmas. Thanks for hanging out with us this year. We appreciate it more than you know. God bless you all. Love you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Lord willing, I'll be back live on Monday at K on AM 630 Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.